Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, I would like to share with you the keys to obtain miracles into your life. I have been using these keys for many years, and I believe that if we can practice what we learn from the Scripture here, we're going to see more miracles in our life. I'd like to read from Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. Wow, she suffered. Not a lot of people like to see doctor because when you see doctor, you suffer. That's why people don't like to be around me. She had spent all that she had and was not better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Immediately, everyone say, Immediately. Many times the Bible uses the word suddenly and immediately. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Can you have feeling when God touched you? Yes. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude trunking you, And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your affliction. This passage of the scripture teaches how to obtain miracle. This woman was suffering from bleeding for 12 years. She spent all of her money. She went to see many doctors, but her situation looked very hopeless. Because even though she went to see many doctors and spent all the money, but she kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it sounded like she is not going to make it. She really needed the miracle. Before this incident, let me read a little bit before that, in verses 22 to 24. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there seeing Jesus. You notice one thing? People who received miracle came to Jesus. They did not sit at home. They went to Jesus. He fell at his feet. They humble. 
They came to God. They came to Jesus, and they humbled themselves, and pleaded earnestly with Him and asked, "My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands. If you don't believe in the laying out of hands, I want to ask you to go back to read the full gospel again. Jesus has a touching ministry. He lay hand a lot." He lay hand on the Peter's mother-in-law, and she got healed from her fever. So laying on of hand was practiced by the Lord Jesus Himself. Even the people in that generation knew that, in order to get a miracle from Jesus, Jesus laid hand on the person. So put your hands on her, so that she will be healed and leave. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude. Follow him and thronged him. You see the picture here. Somebody came to Jesus and said, "Jesus, my daughter is dying. Could you please come to my house?" But because of the fame of Jesus, a lot of people follow him. Big crowd all around him. Just wherever he went, people just follow him. A lot of people around him. Very hard to get to him. Very hard to come close to him because a lot of people were surrounding Jesus Christ. He was very busy helping people. In that time, Jesus has a mission to do. He was going to the house of Jairus to do a mission. He was already have an assignment and have a job to do. But do you notice one thing? This woman with an issue of blood. For twelve years, she came to Jesus while he was very busy with a lot of people needed him, but Jesus still have time for her. She came to tap into the power of God. She came to receive the miracle from God. The situation that looked impossible. Look very hopeless in the eyes of man. Even the medical reports say impossible. And it seemed like Jesus was very busy, but I want to encourage you today. God, even though He's busy, but He has time for you. He will listen to you. You can approach Him any time, at night, morning, afternoon. Even though He's busy with somebody, but He still listen to you and has time for you. You can tap into His power. You can receive the miracles from him if you make a decision to use the keys that I'm gonna tell you in this teaching. So don't think this way. God is too busy to help me. God always have time for you. He loves you. This woman was so desperate. She was sick for twelve years. Some of us, when we have some pain for five minutes, we complain like, "Look like it's eternity." Oh, I just have pain for five minutes, and you complain that God, you when you gonna heal me? And you just feel that it's so long. But actually, no matter how long your problem has been around you, God still can come through for you. God can still perform miracle for you. No matter matter how long you have to go through the suffering, there will be the right time that God gonna come through for you, like this woman. 
She kept getting worse. She should have given up. She should have said, "I throw in a towel and forget about this. I'm gonna go home and die, and I'm not gonna seek any more help." But this woman said, "I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight for the miracle. I'm gonna get the miracle for myself." This is the attitude of the fighter, the soldier of Christ. We're gonna get it. We're not gonna give up. Let's look at how she get the miracle. Number one, the first key: desperation. Everyone say, become desperate. In order to get the miracle from God, you need to be desperate. You need to come to the point of your life, to the place you say, God. I'm not that smart. I'm not that powerful. I try everything. The things in this world cannot help me. I now realize that you are my answer. You are my hope. You are my healer. You are my miracles. I'm so desperate for you to help me. We need to get desperate. Do you notice that the Bible say that God? Will fill the hungry. Do you notice that God said that be hungry and thirsty for the kingdom of God, and God gonna fill you. In other words, you can choose to have two kinds of attitude: the attitude of Quesela, Sela, whatever will be, will be. You can have that attitude. I don't care. I'm fine. I have a job. My life is okay. I don't need God. If you have that attitude, you can stay there, and you'll never see a miracle. But when you realize that I need something, I need a miracle. I give you example. In 1993, 1994, 1995, I was pastoring this church, and very busy. But my family life is going downhill. I came to the point of. Almost breaking up between I and my wife. We almost divorced because I have I was busy with two jobs. I did not have time for her. She suffered, and I was not very sensitive to her. I was not a good husband. But at that time, I came to the desperate time of my life. I say, God, I cannot go on like this. I need something to resolve this problem. My pastor could not help me. Nothing could help me. I was on my knee and say, "God, in the altar call." One day, I went to pastoral meeting, and I knelt down in front of altar. God, I need my marriage saved, and my church was suffering. No one gets saved. The church was so dry. No miracle. No soul come in. I knelt down and say, "God, I am desperate now. I cannot let this go too long. You help me, Lord." And at that time. Miracle began to happen, and after that, by 1997, I got the file of God, and my life totally turned around. My marriage turned around, the church turned around because I cried out to God with desperation. I need a miracle from God. Before that, I was so prideful. I I thought that I am number one in the medical school. I got the gold medal from the king of Thailand. I'm a neurosurgeon. Wow, God is so lucky to get me to be a pastor. But I was wrong. Actually, I'm lucky to have him. Amen. 
And I find out that my diploma, my being a doctor, doesn't do anything good to me except to make me prideful. Amen. That's why Paul said that the things in this world is just like nothing compared to Christ Jesus. We need to get desperation in your life that God, I see that I hit this wall. I see that my sickness is not healed yet. I need your help. I am desperate. Everyone say, I'm desperate. Sometimes God wait until you become desperate. You keep praying and praying, but you pray kind of, God, help me, Lord. <laughs> Maybe I go to church this Sunday. I miss another 10 weeks because I'm too busy. And the sickness go on. A problem, financial problem go on. Until one day you say, hey, I cannot live like this. I need to be desperate for God. I'm going to go to church 9.30 a.m. I'm going to go to pray meeting. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to worship. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm desperate now. God wait for you to come to that point of your life. Amen. Number two, besides being desperate like this woman, she can give up. She was so desperate. You need to understand how desperate she is in the law of the Old Testament. At that time, it's the Old Testament kind of not in the church era yet. In that generation, the law is that if a woman had a bleeding like that, you cannot touch any man. You cannot go out in a society. If they find out, you can be stoned and killed. So she was desperate enough to risk her life in the society, in the public. If people find out that she had bleeding for 12 years and went out to touch Jesus, she's going to be arrested. It's a culture, Jewish culture in that generation. Mark chapter 5 verse 27 says, When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. The Bible says the woman heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. So the second key is that learn how to hear. Learn how to hear. I believe that the news about the miracles of Jesus, how he taught the Bible, how he taught the truth, how he performed miracles and cast out demons, went out all over the city. And she heard, wow, there was a man named Jesus. Ooh, that person got healed. That person got healed. The news coming into ear, her ears. Do you know that sometimes we listen but we don't hear? One time I went to Las Vegas, long time ago. And the man who picked me up at the airport turned on my CD. And the CDs were so loud in the van. But while he was turning on my teaching CD, he was talking to me all the time. And I was thinking, are you listening? Or you just turn it on to decorate your car? to have some voice. Somebody told me that they turned on the teaching CD as a sleeping pill. (laughs) Every time they listen to my teaching, they fall asleep very quickly. (laughs) You can listen without hearing. You may be in a conversation with somebody and his mind is somewhere else and you keep talking and that person nods ahead. Yes, yes dear, yes dear. But after you finish talking, what did I tell you? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you sit at the couch with your wife and your wife is talking to you about something for five minutes and you just, yes dear, yes dear. She walked away to the kitchen, she came back, 
And she said, "Have you done that yet?" That I tell you a while ago. What? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Because the whole time his mind is on the TV, not on what you said. He listened, but he did not hear. That is the problem. The Bible says this way: Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Do you notice that Jesus say, "By your faith"? The Bible says this way. Mark chapter 5 Daughter Your faith Has made you well Who make her well? Her faith Her faith ignites The hand of God Her faith moves The hand of God Draw the anointing Out of his cloth To touch her And she got healed God can do everything All things are possible with God Nothing is impossible with God But why we don't have the miracles from God, because in order to get what He can do, you need the hand of faith. Faith move the hand of God. That is the demand. We demand the anointing. We demand the power from God by our faith. And how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing, and then the Bible again, comma. And hearing by the word of God. So God emphasized two times. Hearing, everyone say hearing. hearing. And hearing. hearing. So it means hearing is so important. Not just saying one time. Hearing and then done. The Bible says hearing and hearing the word of God. So many Christians listen to tape, CD, YouTube. But they never hear that much. They just gone by. Get into the right ear, get out of the left ear, just flow above the head. They never hear anything. Therefore, it's so important that we need to pay attention to what we hear. When we read the Bible, read it out loud and our ear can hear the word of God. When we listen to the anointed sermon, actually the original Greek language is not just by the word of God, but by the anointed word of Jesus Christ. The word that is anointed. When we read, when we hear the word, we need to listen carefully. This is the way I do. I listen to the teaching. And I stop and meditate. Meditate. And I go on. And I stop and meditate. Because I really want to pay attention to what I hear. I don't let the voice go through like this and then disappear. I Receive the word and then get into my heart. The Bible says, My sons, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. And keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who fight them. And health or medicine to all their flesh. You need to pay attention to hear. You need to keep in your heart and the word of God will build your faith to be stronger and stronger. Let the word of God stay inside your heart so that you will build your faith and you can see the miracles of God. I have been living like this since I became a new believer. The first Sunday service that I went in Bangkok, I went with a piece of paper. That is the international church in Bangkok. The American pastor was preaching I pulled my paper out and I listened carefully. I wrote everything down. What he say? 
I come back home and I review again what I learned today. I'm very, very attentive to the Word of God, and my faith keep growing, keep growing to see more and more miracles. Faith in different issues, faith in family truth, faith in healing truth, faith in revival truth, faith in everything. You need to pay attention to the Word of God. Thank God for the technology today. In my generation, we have tapes. I still have tape. If you go to my house right now, you open a big cabinet in my garage. I still have a lot of tapes in there. Sometimes I think, how are we going to listen to this again? Because they don't produce tape recorder anymore. All tapes in there. I, I went to the church. At that time, I was a brand new believer. I went to a big church in Bangkok. And I was standing at the tape, the tape ministry. I said, how many tapes do you have here? They showed me the list. I want all of them. How much? And I get all the tape of that church. And come back home and listen everything. When I first got into revival, I went to the revival service in Florida. I went to the table. Pastor Da, look at me. Scary. I get every box. I get every box. And say, how much? $500. Okay. This is my check. I got it home. I listened to every single CD about revival and about the file of God. I build faith by listening to the word of God. I'm serious about listening. The Bible says in Job chapter 34 verse 2 Hear my words Hear my words You wise men Give ear to me You who have knowledge The more you hear The more knowledge you have You give ear to God and listen carefully Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5 A wise man How many people are wise man and wise woman? How do you know you are a wise man and wise woman? A wise man will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Wow. If you want to be a wise man and wise woman, you need to learn to hear the word of God. That's the second key. First key is desperation. Second key, learn how to hear. Number three, the third key, take your action of faith. Everyone say, take actions of faith. Mark chapter 5 verse 27 say, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. He took action of faith. In order to get the miracle, you don't only hear the teaching about faith, about miracle. You don't only hear properly, but you need to make a move. Everyone say, make a move. Take the action. You can talk all day about faith, but if you don't take action, nothing going to happen. You need to make a step, make a move to see the miracle. Amen? God doesn't want us to just be a hearer of the word of God. God wants us to be doer of the word of God. In Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, whoever hears this saying of mine and does them, 
I would liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. The Bible likes to talk about wise man, foolish man, who built his house. On the sand, who is a wise man in this room? Wise woman, raise your hand up. Are you sure you're wise? You don't want to be categorized as a foolish man. Okay. On the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. When we hear the word, when we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, we obey. His command in the Bible. We obey His command by Rema, the voice of God. I remember when I first got into revival in 1996-1997. I began to pray God what I should do. He began to tell me, "Fly to that meeting." I did. I came back home. Fly to that meeting. I obey. You know when I first got into revival. I go to revival services about three times a year. Each time about seven days. Spend money in the hotel. Rent a car. Morning service from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Evening service 7 p.m. to about 1 a.m. Sitting there, listening, get lay hand on, touch me. I was doing like that for 10 years. Three times a year, I spent a lot of money flying there. Paying for the hotel, I took action. I did not just dream about it. I flew. I paid money. I rent the hotel. I rent the car, and I really want revival in my life. I want the fire of God. I want to understand about the Holy Spirit. So I took action, and God answered my prayer. I got the miracle. I took action. Amen. Why the Bible talk about? This wind and storm and rain came down. Do you know that when you try to get the miracle, the devil is not happy. He's gonna try everything to stop you from getting the miracle. And that kind of obstacle is the test of your desperation and your commitment. When you face obstacle, the wind, the rain. Anything that stop you from going, it gonna prove that you are really committed or not to get the miracle. Are you really desperate, or you just play about it and not mean business with God? You need to understand this woman. Go back to this woman. This woman has lost her blood for twelve years, and to the medical field, I will call her anemic. A N E M I C. In that generation, there is no blood transfusion. When you keep losing blood, you lose red blood cell. Red blood cell normally should not lower than thirty percent. The hematocrit not less than thirty percent. But when you drop below thirty percent, we call anemic. I believe she was anemic. She lost red blood cell. She looked pale. And when you don't have oxygen enough because of low red blood cell, the heart will not work very well. The heart have to work harder to pump oxygen to the brain. So 
you're going to have palpitation. You'll become weak. You cannot walk too far because you're tired, lack of oxygen to the brain. I'm talking about medical thing here. Imagine this woman. She must be tired. She must be so exhausted and so weak. And she saw the big crowd in front of her, and Jesus is there. Jesus is there, and the big crowd like big man walking around. And some people come with a big family around Jesus, and she have to go through this obstacle. She just pushed through. I don't care. I don't care. Just push, push through until oh, Jesus is there almost, and then. I need to touch, and somebody may just hit on her hand, and she no, I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna take action of faith and touch the cloth of Jesus Christ. Uh, do you see the picture here? It's not gonna be like walk to Jesus and no, she is tired, she is weak, and people just block her everywhere. She pressed through, she pushed through, and. Press in. Everyone say push through. Everyone say press in. Never give up. I gotta fight. I gotta take action. She is a good example to us. Mark chapter five verse thirty-one says, "But his disciples said to Jesus, 'You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, 'Who touched me?'" You see how many people around him? A lot. So people have will bang on him. He walk and people just bang on him everywhere around him. But do you notice that other people who hit him, walk around him, did not get much miracle, except this woman. Is it interesting? People can sit in the same room like this. Some people anointing come down. Who? Some people, what's going on here? Why nothing happened to me? Do you know why? Because in the kingdom of God, you need to take action, Amen. and you need to demand the anointing. Amen. You demand the anointing by faith. You demand the anointing by being desperate. You demand the anointing by asking Him. The Bible compared the anointing to water. My cup runs over. The Bible talk about. The Bible talk about rivers of life flow out of you. The Bible compared the anointing to rivers. The anointing is tangible; can flow from one person to another person. The anointing is tangible. You can feel the anointing, and because the Bible say that the anointing or the power of God is like water. Can I have that cup? I'm thirsty right now. Oh, I'm, I'm really thirsty actually. I'm thirsty, and I keep looking. Mm, what kind of chemical in here? What is that? That white stuff in there? I keep looking for. Half an hour. Do you think it's gonna make good to me? What do you need to do? Ah, so good. You need to draw. 
You need to. You need to demand. I remember I shared this story many times. It really awesome story. Pastor Kenneth Hagin, who passed away, came to Seattle in maybe 2000, something like that. And I went to the big church. He was preaching, walking around. This man was so anointed. I was sitting on this side of the building, in the second row, and I was praying, God, lead him to me. I want him to lay hand on me. He walked toward me, and then he suddenly he walked away. I said, oh, no, no, walk to me. Walk to me. I need you to lay hand on me. I was so hungry. So when he walked away, God say, like this. So I sit there at a chair in my spirit, not, not on my mouth. Within five seconds, even though the man walked away from me, he was so anointed. I was hit so strong by the anointing. Boom! I was on the ground, on the floor, under the chair, and I was drunk in the Holy Spirit for two hours. I was the last man in that big church to get out to the door. I was drunk and drunk. I remember Pastor Da and Tani Da have to hold me out like this. When I get home, I still laugh in the Holy Ghost. Do you know why? I demand. Like that woman, I need the anointing. I demand the anointing to get the miracle in my life. Some Christians think this way, which is a wrong way. Oh, God know my address. I'm sick. God can heal me anywhere in the world. He is in heaven. He is everywhere. I'm going to sit at home watching TV, eating popcorn. God heal me here, please. You can heal me. You know my address. Is that God's way? No. You need to take action. You need to go to the meeting. You need to go and draw the anointing. You cannot just sit at home watching TV and ask God for the miracle. You need to do something. Take action. I like what Apostle Paul say about his ministry. He say in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, I press toward the goal for the price for, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Everyone make your hand like this. Press. Everyone press. Hallelujah. Somebody almost fainted because you have not taken a towel this morning. Mark chapter 5 verse 28. Now the fourth key. The first key Desperation. The second key, learn how to hear. The third key is take action of faith. Now the last one, the fourth key. Mark chapter 5, verse 28. For she said, If only I may touch his cloth, I shall be made well. Fourth key, be careful of what you speak, on what you say. Be careful. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You need to be careful of what you say. You can use your tongue to speak life or death. You can use your tongue to speak failure or success. You can speak your, use your tongue to encourage 
or to discourage. You can use your tongue to build people up or to tear people down. You can use your tongue to build your children up or put them down. It's your tongue. You can have difference of life the way you speak about yourself. Every morning, you should wake up and look at the mirror. I am handsome. I'm smart. I have good memory. And you look at your wife in the same restroom because she was blowing her hair there. You look at her. You're beautiful. You're anointed. You look so good. You are awesome. You should talk to your wife that way. You should not say, "Oh, an old lady." You look terrible today. No, you're beautiful. You're awesome. Amen. You speak the word of God. I am healed by the stripe of Jesus Christ. I am healed. The Bible says, "Let the weak say so." Say what? I'm strong. When you feel weak, I am strong. You say like that. Don't speak doubt. Don't speak death. Don't speak failure. Don't speak negative things. Don't speak accident. Don't say like this. Oh, at the school, oh, my kids they have uh, the flu flowing around. Oh, I believe my kids gonna get it. Don't say that. You say my children will not get the flu this year. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't say this way. Oh, many of my folks, all my family, they died of cancer. They have Alzheimer. I'm gonna have a memory problem. I'm gonna have cancer too. No, I will not have Alzheimer. I will not have cancer. I am healthy. I shall live and not die. But declare the works of the Lord. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. Speak that way. Don't speak negative. Amen. Some of you may talk like this. Oh, your kids just gonna turn the teen to turn teenager. Oh, you're gonna have a lot of headache. No, 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 no. Even my kids turn teenager. They're gonna do well. I'm gonna be happy. I'm not gonna have headache with my teenagers. In the name of Jesus. Period. You need to speak that way. Amen. Speak life. Speak faith. Speak healing. Speak prosperity. Speak success. Speak favor. Speak open door. Good breaks. Amen. Supernatural breakthroughs to you. You need to watch your mouth. Don't put anybody down. Don't put your husband down. Don't put your wife down. Don't put your kids down by saying something bad. Speak good and positive about your spouse, about your kids, about people around you, even though they may not be true yet. <laughs> Maybe your husband acting so weird all the time, making mistake all the time. You don't say, "Oh, you are bad. You're terrible." No, don't say that. You say you are a godly man. You speak prophetic. You're godly man. You can be strong. Amen. Speak positive toward the situation. Guard your tongue. You remember, one time, God promised Abraham, "You're gonna have a son, and you're gonna be a father of many nations." He waited for many years until he got a son named Isaac. 
Isaac turned kind of young boy now. By that time, he has only one son, and God say, "You're gonna have to take your son to the mountain and kill him as an offering sacrifice." Who? Wow! I have only one son, and now I'm old. I cannot kick the bucket and make a noise now. I'm too old to have another son. <laughs> This is a Thai joke. When a man is too old to have a baby, you cannot kick the bucket. He's too old. Look at Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Then he said, God said, "Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering. Woo, kill and burn too, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you." Look at how Abraham responded in verse 5. Okay, they got there at the mountain. The servant wait here. He would go to the place he gonna kill his son. So this is how Abraham spoke, and Abraham said to his young men, to his servant, "Stay here with the donkey, the lad, mean Isaac, and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you." Did he say, "I will come back"? He said, "I and my son will come back." He spoke the word of faith. He believed in the promise of God that he's going to be a father of many nations. Therefore, even though he killed his son on that mountain, God will resurrect his son, and the son going to come back. So I and my son going to come back together according to the promise of God. I will continue to have my offspring. Amen. Your words has power. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. I will end here. For actually, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, everyone says, says, be removed and be cast into the sea. You look at the mountain. I say, be removed and be cast into the sea. You speak. You don't call the tractor company. You speak. And does not doubt in his heart, heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. My brothers and sisters, this is the way we walk with God. We keep building our faith. Faith is of the heart; it's of the spirit. We build our spirit to have faith. We keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Keep listening to the Word of God, building faith. And at the same time, out of this heart, the faith speak the word of miracle, speak the word of victory, speak the word of prosperity, success. Keep speaking from your heart. And you shall see the result. I know that this thing will not happen overnight. It takes time to develop all this thing. But I'm giving you the key. Develop that key. Everyone say desperation. desperation. Everyone say learn how to hear. Learn how to hear. Incline, my ears Incline my ears 
to what God is saying. Keep them in my heart. Number three, watch your mouth. Number four, take actions of faith. If you can do this from now on, you're going to see more and more miracles in your life. Amen. You may have marriage problem right now. Speak to it. Speak to it. That you're going to have a happy marriage. You have children problem. You speak to your children. You're going to be fine. God bless you. My kids going to serve God. Amen. Speak it by faith. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us very important keys to miracles. Help us to remember all these keys. And we can, Lord, step out into the realm of the supernatural, the realms of miracle from heaven together, Lord. We're going to see more miracles in our life. Healings, supernatural provision from God, open door, good breaks, favor of God, protection. Oh Lord, business will rise up to the next level. The family, the relationship between husband and wife will get better. The kids will turn around. The ministry will grow. Supernatural breakthroughs, Lord. We thank you, Father. Train us to be the people of faith who use our mouth to speak the right thing and take the actions of faith. Help your people who listen to this teaching, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thankful.